Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. SAFM leading the late night conversation on 104 to 107 FM countrywide. My name is Patricia Dooley. We are talking closet conversations. Yes, it is that time. I know a lot of us enjoy after 11 because we get to close the doors and ask everyone under the age of 18 to vacate the room so we can have our private time. Private time, right? Excellent. So you and I can be open, sit together and talk about certain issues. Last week, Tuesday, we opened up the discussion of coming out to your family and their reaction if you are. Um, and we, we talked to two, uh, two, two gay gentlemen, Ubuji and uh, Upizi, and they told us their experience. Their families also called in and told us their experience. Well, today we are giving the opportunity to the lesbian community and anyone else in the LGBTQI community who'd like to weigh in the conversation. Remember, no one under the age of 18 is welcome to this particular part of the show. If you'd like to interact and like to tell us how you came out, how your family um, accepted you, how your family reacted, how you found out, how you discovered you um, and your sexual orientation, especially if you're a lesbian, today is the time for you. Call us on 891 104207 or SMS us on 41391. SMSs are charged at 150. You can also WhatsApp us on 0614104107. Alternatively, you can get us on 011-714-3945 or 011-714-4045. Social media platforms at SAFM Radio at Patricia N. Ntuli. Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. I'd like to warmly welcome uh, Sade Giliberti. She is a TV presenter, actress, and content creator. Thank you very much for joining us this evening, Sade. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So I'm very excited to be speaking to you today because we are we are away and my producer is just like so excited because he grew up watching <laughs> Yo TV and there you were in front of our screens and he's like Patricia guess what Shade is taking our call all the way from the UK where exactly are you in the UK <laughs> I'm I am in London actually yeah and what are you doing in London Oh I've been here for 5 years now mm-hmm. so, so um I sorry yes go ahead I know, yeah. So I've been here for five years and I've been, you know, freelancing in the industry, um, dabbling in and out of many different things. London is a very tough town. It's a very tough city. So you kind of have to pull yourself out of your comfort zone and almost become a jack of all trades because uh, it's also one of the most expensive cities in the world. Um, so I, I dabble in and out of the industry, uh, doing a lot of freelancing work, and I now do um, a videography and editing as like my side hustle. Um, in between going to casting and doing jobs and all of that kind of stuff. Wow, from breaking it on our small screen in South Africa to international platforms in the UK, London. Congratulations. (laughs) Now, Shade, let's talk about you. 
when when you were younger i mean did ever did you already know that you were a lesbian i think i did but i didn't know the term if that makes sense so i knew that i was different in that i liked girls more than i liked boys but i didn't not like boys if that makes sense uh, but I didn't know that there was a terminology for it because I hadn't been exposed to it. Hmm. So uh, let's 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 talk about the liking girls more than boys. I mean, all girls like boys when we are younger. All kids will say, yeah. no, I'm only friends with girls. Girls stick with girls and boys stick with boys. Uh, how did you differentiate <laughs> the, the, the liking? I know it sounds funny, but I only speak like this because I am a parent. So I'm aware of yeah. the talk, you know, like boys one side, of girls course. one side. How are you aware of the fact that this liking is more than just um, liking because we are of the same uh, gender, but it's a liking that... Uh, transcends and into intimacy or into being attracted to you well okay again i think it's always very kind of like it's a gray area when it comes to children because Mm. we just we like so many people and so many things and we like boys and we like girls and we think you know like you said girls play with girls boys play with boys and you know boys are gross or whatever the story is but my if, if i if i go back correctly i think my first crush was on my grade R teacher. And I was about five years old. And even though I, in inverted commas, had a boyfriend, because at five, it's very cute when <laughs> girls have boyfriends. You know what I mean? When, mm. you, when you're five, it's cute if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend situation at your you know, nursery or crash or whatever. Um, but I remember distinctly, and I, I didn't realize it was a crush until I was much older, but I was absolutely obsessed with my grade R teacher. And she was this young, beautiful woman. And I just, I absolutely adored her. And later on in life, I realized that, oh my gosh, she was my first crush. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, when you, when, you, when you discovered yourself, how old were you then? Oh gosh, I was quite young, to be honest. I must have been about seven years old, seven, eight, when I, I wouldn't say I completely discovered that I was gay, but I, I started to feel very different. Um, I was, you know, I was looking at girls more, not, more than I was looking at boys. I was crushing on girls more than I was crushing on boys. At some point, I, um, you know, at that, that pre-development age, and I was very upset about becoming a woman because I was very happy in my, in my tomboyish demeanor, you know, that I could still walk around topless and I didn't have to wear a top. Um, and that was about that age where I, I started realizing that there was a difference in me. And then by nine, I think I knew, but I kept it to myself. And, and what are the reasons? And I'm asking this uh, for the benefit of our listeners so they can join in on the conversation and possibly ask their questions mm-hmm. or give us their experience. What were the mm-hmm. reasons that you kept it to yourself? Because I think this is where the breaking point be- it comes for a lot of people. And congratulations to you for, coming, for, for becoming aware of yourself at such a tender age. But what were the yeah. reasons of just saying, I'm not going to tell anyone about my sexual orientation or how I feel about a woman of, uh, you know, Yes, no, definitely. Um, I think the biggest thing was fear because you um, you just don't know how people are going to take it and you also don't want to be judged for it. Uh, number two was I wasn't exposed to it, so I didn't know if what I was feeling was okay, if there were other people out there like me, um, if it was normal, if it was just a phase, because also why must I make a big deal about something that is possibly just a phase? Um, so, and so I think it was very important 
the biggest thing for me was uh, obviously the fear part, but also not really grasping, not really understanding what was happening to myself. I think by the time I was 11 or, yeah, about about 11, I had a really close friend. And I, I, put, I kept telling my friends about like these weird dreams that I'd be having, you know, about, you know, this, this, either this girl or this actress or this woman. And um, she made me feel better. But I, well, I had the same dreams. And I thought, oh, brilliant. I'm not, I'm not weird. It's clearly a thing. You know, maybe it's hormones. <laughs> but um, still didn't pinpoint really what it was. Um, and or really that, you know, I could be gay. And that really only, only happened to me when I was about 13 that I told myself, oh, hold on a second. I really do like girls more than I like boys, but society says that it's not a thing. Everyone around me is, is heterosexual and everyone, and, and everyone around me lives by heteronormative ways. And um, again, I've not been exposed to it. So I still don't know if everything that I'm talking about, I'm making up in my mind. You know, mm, mm. Um, and I think it was only around about the age of 13 that I started to find LGBT content, like find movies that I wasn't allowed to see or find that TV show on late night TV that I wasn't allowed to see. And was like, oh, hey, now, hold on a second. I kind of feel what's happening here because this is close to what I'm feeling. You know, this is. I'm drawn to this because this is how I feel inside. And it was, and so I had to keep it taboo. I had to keep it quiet. I, you know, you can secretly videotape films and keep, keep the VHSs under my bed because I couldn't let anyone know that this was, it's almost like a dirty little secret mm. for a very long time. Um, because I had to, I still had to come to terms with it, never mind share it with the rest of the world. Sure. And when you finally decided to come out, who did you come out to first? And why did you choose that particular person? And what was their reaction most of all? Sure. I think, I think that's the most important thing, the reaction, because you say you feared because there was not enough yeah. knowledge in your circle um, of, of, of the, the the LGBTQI um, community. Well, at least now we yeah. can talk about such things on the closet conversations. But I understand yes. when we were much younger, and even now there are some people in the communities where they just fear. So, who did you tell first, and why did you? Oh choose? my gosh, my story is so layered, to be honest with you, because there were a few times throughout high school where I was out and kissing a girl. Um, but in high school, you get away with it because that's what girls do to get boys' attention. So you get away with that. Um, I told a friend of mine when I was 16, who was in the same high school as me, that I really, really, um, that I thought I was gay and I had a crush on this girl. And the reason I told her was because she kind of counteracted that with, yeah, me too. And I also have a crush on this girl. And I was like, oh my gosh, we are one and the same person. <laughs> this is amazing. I have found my tribe. Mm. And she, like, we were we were really close friends. We weren't best friends or anything. I still had, like, my group of people. Um, but her and I had the secret that we shared together. And she was the only person that I told for a very long time. I think there were a few people around me who did know, but I didn't really come out to them. They just kind of knew. Because I kind of unspoken, if that makes sense. Um, and then it took a year after uh, leaving high school, after matriculating, that I was feeling horrible that my closest and bestest friends in school didn't know about me, or I hadn't told them. So I remember giving them uh, all of all of them a call one night, uh, one by one, after a lot of Dutch courage, <laughs> um, giving them a call one night, one by one, and, and telling them. And all of them were like, 
Hey, we've been waiting for you to tell us because we've known. Oh my goodness! <laughs> we've, like, okay. Yeah, we've we've totally like it's, it's, this has been your platform to tell us, and um, they were also okay with it, and there was lots of crying, and oh my gosh, thank you for being understanding, and that's beautiful, and that's amazing. Um, and then I just started living my life. Really, at this point, I hadn't really come out to my dad, but I just started living my life because I also thought that he knew. I mean. I was very tomboyish. I was very boisterous. Um, it, I almost thought like, well, it's kind of obvious. I also asked you to take a few shows for me that if you watch the shows, you'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I really thought that he knew, but I, you know, we never had the conversation because my father, you know, born from a very kind of like old school Italian family in the 50s, very, very different mind frame or whatever. Um, and... He found out via the grapevine through his work. My goodness. Okay, that should have that, been a shock. That, yeah, that, that, that I was in fact gay. And it was. It was a massive shock for him. And he was, he was very, he was upset. But I think he was upset because he didn't know how to protect me from this thing that the world was not ready for. Did, I mean, um, there were some articles that your father feared that uh, you coming out could ruin your your um, career. Are, are these true? Yes. So that that eventually did happen. I mean, when I first came out, when we, me and my dad first had the conversation, I was 19 years old, and that was not the conversation. It had nothing to do with my career. It had everything to do with what an abomination it is, first of all. Um, but then later on in life, an article came out about um, my sexual orientation and a fabricated part of the article where apparently this person had spoken to my dad about or had, had brought my dad into the interview saying, you know, how he felt about it. So um, he read the article and he was upset by the article. He was like, why would you put this out there like this? And I was like, I didn't. This interview was actually about something else. But the, um, the journalist, should I say, knew that I was gay so spun that angle because sell papers, you know, they sell magazines. Um, and he was like, and he basically said to me, the, the only reason I don't understand why anybody would do this or why you would do this is because I am afraid for your, for your career. Like, what if this ends everything that you've worked for, that you've done all your life and people know you? What if people don't react the right way? You know, what if you go out one night and, you just you bump into the wrong guy who wants to fix you. He's like, it's so intense because you're so public. This can go so very wrong. And I, I basically, and it, it just it came from a worrying, like, I worry about you. I don't know if it's, if, if it's safe for you to be gay. Mm. And um, I basically just responded with, well, I can't change who I am. And I'd like to believe that nothing will ever happen to me. So... And I have to, I have to live with this every single day. That hopefully, something will never happen to me. And if it does, then I'll be strong enough to deal with it in the situation. I was like, I, I can't foresee the future, Dad. And let's see what happens. But luckily for me, it didn't ruin my career. It didn't change anything. I was lucky to never have any horrible encounters with people. Um, obviously, there's going to be people who say horrible words, but nothing physical ever happened to me. Um, but he, he lived with that for a very long time because he was just like, you're always out and about and people are strange. Mm. And you just never know what somebody's going to do to you. And that's what worries me because you have chosen a difficult life now. Like, 
You know, I, you know, I've got a WhatsApp here from one of our listeners, and uh, his name is uh, Huazin in uh, Bramfisher. He says he's a heterosexual, throwing his weight behind the homosexuals. He says, uh, Pat, my question is to our guest: um, Why? What do? Th- what do you do to combat the so-called corrective rape because it sickens him? Oh my goodness! I think. You know, when it comes to that, it's always going to be about education. So people who believe in in corrective rape have to unlearn that thought in their mind or that thing that tells them that people are, we have to do something to make them straight. You you know what I mean? People always feel that being gay is like this thing that we've chosen to do. You know, we're deciding to go against the brain and be gay. And it's like, no, we are born this way. We don't turn gay or anything like that. It's in us all the time. We are born this way. And you can't physically change someone and you can't sexually change somebody. Um, so the most important thing when it comes to corrective rape is education. It, you just constantly have to drum it into people's heads and educate and educate and educate and educate and hope that it goes in because... There's no other physical way of stopping people. You know what I mean? Um, the other, the other spectrum of that is young women, especially LGBT women, especially young black women who live in, um, you know, the, the, in, in the townships and stuff. They have to, uh, uh, what's the word? Self-defense, basically. They need to be taught that. So what we need to do as a community is go out there and give women the ability to look after themselves when they are facing a, in a difficult situation, just like heterosexual women need to learn self-defense in order to veer off a rapist. Now, you know, Shade, as a parting shot, <laughs> there's a question that I asked last week, right, when I was speaking to Bougie, and I said, females, we are usually so welcoming to gay men. But when, yes. it, it, because they're very flamboyant, you know, they're, hey, darling, and we, we, we just, you know, open up to them. Do you get the yes. same sense when you interact with other females as a lesbian woman? So, no, not immediately. Um, lesbian women are threatened by, sorry, heterosexual women, weirdly enough, just like heterosexual men, are very threatened by lesbians. Um and not all, I'm, I'm really generalizing here, but heterosexual mm-hmm. women think that you're going to try and hit on them and you're like, no, relax, I'm really not. Uh, <laughs> just like heterosexual men think that you want to steal their girlfriend and you're like, well, no, I really don't. And also, if your girlfriend's looking at me, you've got to have a conversation with her because she's the one who's got wandering eyes and is now curious. So it's, 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 it's very different in that sense because we, we don't get that welcomed, you know, like if you are too boisterous as well, then heterosexual women are like, oh, what are you doing? Like, are you trying to be a boy? Which means you definitely are going to hit on me. And, you know, uh, if you are a femme looking, uh, a femme presenting lesbian, then they're like, oh, what a shame, you know, because you could have like such a wonderful guy. <laughs> yeah, so you are faced with a lot of challenges, but I'm grateful We're that faced with a lot of challenges. Mm, I'm glad that you, you you are saying that this um, you know coming out did not affect your career in any way. And yes, people are weird in your words, but your career has still um, moved upwards and forward. I'm very grateful for that. You know, I'm very grateful for that. I um, it's 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 been it's been a tough one because I had I had a advice from somebody when I did so you think you can dance the, the creator of so you think you can dance. He said to me, never never put 
your personal life into the public sphere. Like, keep something personal. And then there's another part of me that was like, but I have never, I never grew up with a lesbian in the industry. I never grew up with anybody that I could really look up to that wasn't a full-on lesbian. You know, there were a few bisexuals. We had Brenda Fussy. We had Libra Matosa. But they, they weren't fully lesbian identifying, you know, but they were also in the music industry. I was like, my industry doesn't have anybody. But that, so I'm going to be that somebody. And hopefully other people are going to come after me. So I was like, I'm not going to keep quiet about who I am and what I am. I was just upset that an article was written about my sexuality before I could stand in my own soapbox and tell the nation. Sade, thank you so very much for sharing with us so passionately. And uh, we have learned a lot. And uh, do you have any any encouraging words for parents who might, you know, be waiting for one of their children or family members to come out of the closet? I think the most important thing I'd say is it's always going to be about communication. And if you think that somebody in your family may be a part of the LGBT community, before even confronting them or, or coming at them, because it will come from a place of fear and worry and, and maybe a little bit of like, because fear is, it will then, you know, uh, bring in the hatred or whatever it may be. Educate yourself a little, you know. There's lots of things that's available online. There's a lot of people in the community that are willing to help. And if you understand a little bit more about the LGBT spectrum or about the community, then it's easy to be able to sit down and have a conversation with somebody and say like, hey, I suspect, could you, are you, if you are, it doesn't matter. I think the most important thing I would say to parents is it doesn't matter. You know, it's it's still your child or they're still your niece or they're still your cousin. The person themselves don't change. It's just who they like that Mm. changes. It's just the orientation that changes. The core of the human being is still exactly the same. And from Anonymous uh, says, uh, Hi, Patricia, your guest is telling the truth. I am a straight 55-year-old male, and I grew up with guys who liked doing girl stuff like knitting and doing all the things girls do. So I think you don't choose to be gay or lesbian. She is dead right. That's from Anonymous. Shade, thank you so very much for joining us this evening. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you very much for having me on your show. We are talking coming out of uh, the closet for lesbians, the experience, your family experience, Call in. WhatsApp us if you are calling in. It's on 0891104207. Or you can call on 011-714-3945. You can also WhatsApp on, us on 0614-104-107. Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. We are talking closet conversations, uh, conversations not suitable for listeners under the age of 18. And we'd like you to weigh in on the conversation as we talk about coming out of the closet for lesbians or anyone in the LGBTQ community. The number to dial is 011-714-3945 or 011-714-4045. You can also call us on 614 That's our WhatsApp number. Or call on 891 I'd like to welcome our next guest. And uh, it's a couple, a very beautiful couple, Umpumi Mavi, alongside with her partner, Buipilo Bukaba. Thank you very much for joining us, Umpumi and Buipilo. 
Hey, Patricia. Hi, Patricia. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Now, I'd like to start with Mpumi. Mpumi, when you came out, who was the first person that you came out to? Um, I think it was my cousin, Cleo. Um, we're very close. We grew up together. She's like my big sister. So, yeah, I told her and she was she was like more excited than anything. I'm very accepting as well. And Bupilo, when you came out, who was the first person you told? Um, so I had a close friend at the time and a cousin of mine who are also in the community. So I think they were the first two people I actually said the words I'm gay to. Um, yeah, but the first official conversation I actually had about my orientation was my my late mom. And and how did you have the conversation with your late mom? Well, was it it's easy? A, um, it was quite a journey for me because I, I think because I first started with the transition before having the conversation. So it's, it started with changing my look. Um, I was very girly, girly uh, before I came out. And she'd noticed that uh, my clothing style has changed and she'd comment here and there. And then I think a year after I officially knew, I sat her down and I had a conversation with her. Um, she had already suspected, um, as she had told me, so it was not as difficult as I thought it would be. Mbomi, have you received any rejection from your community or even family members while coming out? Uh, actually not. I think I've, I'm one of the lucky few who never received any rejection at all. Um, my family, for example, they were really like they took it like really well um i remember my uncle when he found out he was like oh my goodness i knew it i could tell i saw this girl they pretended like they were friends but i could tell um, but they were really great about it they were just happy that i was fine and i was happy you know well, well listen i've got some voice notes from your family members let's hear if it's true or not <laughs> good evening SAFM listeners my name is Mwiponi. i'm Mwipilo's sister about the coming out of Buipelo, I was very shocked because my sister was very girly girl. Um, you know, seeing her from liking to wear heels and skirts and dresses to her now transi- transitioning to trousers and short hair. Yeah, it was very shocking for me. Uh, it took some time to accept her decision, but then over time I realized that um, that's who she is, that's who she has always been. Uh, she started opening up to us, um, telling us that she always knew that she was lesbian and that um, she found out, she realized when she was in primary so her sharing that story with us and her sharing her feelings with us uh, made it easier for me to now accept who my sister is and yeah about her and Mbumi uh, you know they make each other very happy and you know I'm really happy that she chose somebody like Mbumi she is very grounded and um, they are just a perfect match for each other. So 
I'm happy because she's happy and you know she will always be my sister I will always be her big sister uh, that will never change thank you well, thank you, big sister. I'm going to start with you here. You okay. were you you were a girly girl wearing high heels, looking all you know weave on. I can just make up eyebrows on flick, and then all of a sudden you change. You say, and you say in your words that you discovered, you know, that this is your sexual orientation. However, your sister says you told them that this happened while you were much younger. So tell us what what was the process? How did you find out that you you are now you know attracted to other women? Okay, so I used to be a proper slay queen um, in my early twenties, but going back to my childhood, um, this memory of my childhood came back during my time of transition. I actually had an incident with a friend of mine, um, and I was attracted to her, but. Like Shade mentioned earlier, when you're young, you have an attraction to someone, but you can't really explain it because you don't understand what the feeling is. So um, growing up in my teenage years, I dated guys. I was attracted to guys. And um, in my early 20s, after a breakup, I was like, let me give myself time to figure out what I actually want with my life. And... I first thought I was bisexual. I I experimented. I I went through my ups and downs, and eventually um, I decided that what do I, which sex am I attracted to more? And it was female, and that is, I guess, the journey that I then dis- decided to follow through with. And yeah, it's been quite interesting. So, Wupila, the way you're putting it to us, it, you make it sound like you, you made a choice. You investigated, you um, explored, then decided. So is, is, is it a choice to be a lesbian or to be gay? I, I would say it's a choice to live openly because there's a lot of um, uh, non-heterosexual people who stay in heterosexual relationships. So I could have gone down that road and um, sort of... Um, not followed up with my feelings. So that is how I would say I chose to be, to follow what was in me and not listen to um, what society said I must be. I don't so want to put, I don't want to so, put you on the spot here, we'd be all right. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. exploring being bisexual. Uh-huh. So you first knew guys, slay queen in your own words, and then yes. you became bisexual, and yes. then you decided to be full on lesbian. Yes. What are the differences? What are is is it emotional differences, sexual differences that made you choose? I mean, you've been through three spectrums of sexuality. Mm. What made you choose to stay and become lesbian? Okay, so um, the the saying that. Um, girl and girl action is the best it is not a lie sexually for me it is more pleasurable and emotionally as well for me personally um there's certain things that um a man's attitude or a man's way of living or their demeanor there's certain things that a man has that a woman doesn't have and there's certain things that a woman has that a man doesn't have so for me, I would say that I am more drawn to the qualities that a woman has in their attitude and in their um, emotional support in a relationship rather than a man. 
So sexually and emotionally for me personally, um, being lesbian is way better than being in a heterosexual relationship. Rupila, you've just answered Saul's question. Saul asked via All WhatsApp right. in Ladysmith and Katie Lane, and he says, is it true that if um, a lady makes love with another lady, she no longer feels or enjoys sleeping with a man? So the answer is? I would say definitely. I would not go back. All right, you heard it from <laughs> Wibilo. We are talking closet conversations and talking about coming out as a lesbian or a gay person or any uh, of the LGBTQI uh, categories because we know that there is a array of people out there and coming out sexually becomes a challenge. We are talking to Mpumi Mavi right now alongside Wibilo. Bukaba, they're their partners, just by the way. So we are about to get into the saucy stuff about them, but also their experience with their family, friends, and communities. How they came out, and was it supportive, and how they discovered themselves. Remember, if you'd like to interact with us, you can get us by WhatsApping us on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven or call on zero eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Alternatively, zero one one seven one four four zero four five. SAFM, leading the late night conversation. Let's go to you, Mpumi. Uh, I think there's another mm-hmm. voice note here that we can play and then listen to it and find out, uh, is it is it Mpumi's family or is it still uh, uh, Buipilo's family here? Hi, this is Buiswa, Mpumi's mom. When I found out that my daughter was in a lesbian relationship, ne? I was like, I didn't understand it at first. And I didn't ask her, because she actually didn't tell me. She always came with Pupilo. And I thought they were friends at first, but I could see that now, man, this is not just friendship. And then I started to accept it that, you know what, if it's what she wants and if it makes her happy and then i'm happy for her now i'm i, I accepted it and i'm i'm cool <laughs> i'm okay with it as long as she's happy i'm happy wow wow <laughs> me, you've got a cool mom she's like i'm cool know, with right? it Mpumi. <laughs> So cool. I, you know, I, I suspected when Pilo kept on coming to the house, but I'm cool with it. Pumi, look, Do you it's, know how she actually found out? Like, tell us. Through a magazine. Ooh, you guys are too saucy. I know, right? I, I didn't know what I was going to say to her. So, like, we're close, but in our own different way, you know, we don't talk about everything. So I wasn't sure how to tell her because also I've just like with Pilo, I dated guys. Um, before I actually even have a son, obviously with a guy. So I, I didn't know how to explain it and how she would take it. Um, so yeah, I did a magazine feature and then she saw it. <laughs> That's how she found out. Well, uh, you are very blessed to have a family that is open. Listen, I've got someone else here. Uh, he says his name is Butse. Uh, Puseleto, uh, Puseleto says, um, I, wa- I went to primary school with the Buipilo, uh, Bukaba, 
It was so wonderful to hear her talk about the different stages of her coming out journey from being heterosexual to bisexual to lesbian. At first I had heterosexual stage. Then I thought I was pansexual. Now that I'm grown and uh, know myself more, I know that I am lesbian and I could never go back. Thank you for sharing your story. It is very affirming because sometimes we invalidate our own journeys. Glad to know I'm not the only one who came out to herself in stages. Wow, thank you very much for coming out as well. And yeah, it seems like you are helping other people here. Ah, that's so great to hear, especially from someone that I, I grew up with. Shout out to Pusileto. Now, on the line, I've got Utobega in Durban. Tobega, thank you very much for joining us this evening. How are you doing? I'm fine, uh, Patricia. How was your guest? Hi. Hi. Um, I actually have a question. Now, I'm a bit shy now to ask because you're one of your mother's friends of wisdom. That's the way, girl. <laughs> Um, obviously, but I'm not lesbian or anything, but I know that obviously in a lesbian relationship, there's no shortage of sensuality, you know, Mm. that's, I I know that because women are sensual creatures by nature and are very delicate and attentive. Now I, I like, I hear you saying that, no, you never go back uh, lesbian one way. And I get that. And that sex with a girl is better. But maybe if you can educate or give us a glimpse, I know maybe it's sacred. <laughs> but <laughs> what is sex for girls? Like, I, I, apart from touching, and we can do that very well as girls. But what is sex for, like, um, lesbians? Like, I just hope this is not disrespectful in any way. I'm just, like, I'd really like to know Tobega, you know, you've just uh, asked a question that I've been deliberating in my mind how I'm going to ask because we've already opened up the can of worms. We've been saying, well, everyone knows girl-on-girl sex is great. So it's not everyone we've unfortunately, you know. So I don't know, Mpumi, or who's going to take Tobega's... I knew this question was going to come to me. So I think the one thing... Well, one of many things that makes um, girl and girl action so great is because, first of all, women are more attentive and women are more giving. Um, usually, I mean, sorry to the guys, but men usually only care about, like, the final product of the intercourse, you know. But with uh, what I found with uh, girl and girl action is um, we take our time uh, because we both know that um, our bodies need to warm up before we get there. So foreplay is a very big part of um, our sexual intercourse. And another thing I think makes um, girl and girl action so great is because uh, of our clitorises. Now, that on its own uh, is a powerhouse. So that stimulation on its own um, can sometimes take away the need for penetration. So without um, making uh, the the elders cringe, um, I think it's because we understand our bodies more and yeah, we are more giving. So ladies are more giving to each other. Um, Pumi, do, do you agree? 
I completely agree. Yeah. Right. Tobega, does that answer your question? <laughs> it it really does. It does. And like it, it does so basically but in a nutshell, what mm. they are saying is that all night long for girls really means all night long. <laughs> I didn't hear those words from Wipilo, but I think that's how you interpreted it. Listen, we are talking closet conversations. So these conversations, as long as they are clean and tasteful, can go. And uh, yes, anyone above the age of 18 can tune in. So yeah, the elders are us, and that's what we are doing right now. You can uh, call in like Tobega did, ask your questions. You can even be anonymous. And our line is 0891-104-207 or WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. Mbomi, who is who who is uh, the chatterbox in this relationship? I feel like it's Mipilo, but um, I disagree. <laughs> Listen, you know why I asked this question, Pumi? It seems like you 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 push all the responsibility of answering things uh, to Mbomi. Is it because you are more feminine than Mbomi? Yes, yeah, so I am more feminine than Mbomi. And she has more more uh, experience, should I say, call it that, um, than me. So I only came out just over two years ago. Yeah, two and a half years ago. And she's actually my first girlfriend. Um, so she has more knowledge and experience <laughs> with not just me. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, look at a voice note. Oh, okay. Before the voice note... Hi, Mantoli. Uh, uh, I want to I want to ask, how do you, as a lesbian or a gay person, have a or a guts to go and uh, propose on a person who's the same sex as you? Because I mean, myself, I find it as weird, to be honest. You see now, Anonymous, uh, you have posed the question to me. Me, no, it's Mantoli. You're asking me. I don't these things i am not bisexual or homosexual that's why i've got uh, um pumi no pilo. uh who asked you out um no uh, any asking out so um i was at Bupilo was at, at my friend's house right she was with a friend of hers um and then i arrived at my friend's house and i saw this beautiful girl and i was like oh my goodness so we just started um, talking. It was four of us. We started talking, um, had some drinks, and then um, she kind of took my number in a sly way. <laughs> um, you know, when you're taking pictures, and she's like, oh, Bumi, please, can you send me the pictures? I'll, send you, I'll give you my number. <laughs> and then we started chatting from there. And then, um, so she's from Mabupane, which is very far. Um, wow. I've been in Joburg. And from that day on, she would come through every weekend. And then next thing, it was to be around for the whole week. And then next thing, we started staying together. So there wasn't really asking out. Um, yeah, we just started spending time together. And we really clicked from the word go. All right. So to answer Anonymous's question, uh, do you guys have the guts to ask out other girls? If you were not in a relationship, maybe you would be because you've been in the field longer. <laughs> I knew this one was going to come again. So um, I'm naturally um, confident. So speaking to someone isn't uh, a big deal for me. But with asking people out, it was very hard. Um, I don't think I've actually 
done the whole, hey, I'm Bebelo, can we date kind of thing. It always starts with just like being nice to the person. And then um, if you if they reciprocate the niceness, then exchange details and yeah, take it from there. It just has, it's, it's a natural conversation. All right, um, let's go. Okay, let's go to Anonymous on the line. He's, Anonymous has been patiently holding. Thank you very much for holding for us. How are you? How are you, Patricia? I'm good, and how are you, Anonymous? I'm good, Patricia. Uh, how are you, our guest? Hi. 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 Good, Anonymous. <laughs> how are you? Yes. Okay, Patricia, my question is, why? Okay, I'm a gay as well. So, oh. the question is, why as gay and lesbian, we're not getting along, we're not that close as homosexual people? Really, I actually haven't experienced that. Um, every time I come across a gay guy, I'm just like, hey, and I get along with them, like, from the get-go. So I haven't really experienced that. Um, okay. I would say that a lot of it comes from uh, a, a, a place of fear, I would say. When you're not sure about yourself or you're still trying to find out who you are, you feel very insecure and insecure people tend to either lash out or hurt others. So I think um, that's where it sometimes comes from and also a, a level of jealousy, I think, or this, this one thinks it's better than me because uh, maybe he or she drives a better car than me. Then it, 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 there's this aggression that kind of comes out. But yeah, it's something that um, we just have to educate ourselves about and um, give each other the props uh, instead of hating on each other because sh- uh, dimming your light won't make mine shine any brighter, you know? Actually, what Anonymous was uh, talking about uh, was also mentioned last week uh, when we had the gay gentleman, and they were they were talking about the fact that even within the gay community mm. amongst themselves, there's certain hierarchies mm. that uh, people go through. Now, I'd like us to go to this WhatsApp. Um, Anonymous says gender ideology. Talking about confusion, hundred percent. Keep lying to yourselves, ladies. Men, a man was created to procreate with a woman. I don't believe that anyone is born gay, lesbian, transgender. Bisexual or otherwise, you first identifying as girls, and now you later decide confusion. The next one is saying, <laughs> "Hello, SAFM. I'm Khunzi, and I'm a close friend of Buipilo's. Before Buipilo's transition into looking very masculine, I did see some signs. I didn't pay too much attention to it because I figured um, if we were conversating about other girls being beautiful, it was a normal chat we had as girls that recognized other girls being beautiful. However, remembering the conversation, I can say she probably admired them a little bit more <laughs> still still so i am of her and um Umi to on uh, the journey and uh, they've embarked on living as a fully uh, full out lesbian woman so they're congratulating you there we've got another anonymous on the line uh, good evening anonymous hi how are you well thanks how are you i'm excellent um to be pilo oh, okay hi guest hello hello hey, anonymous are you fine? We're good. Good, good. good. How are you? Okay, I'm fine. Uh, <clears throat> my question is like, I've heard you that you're speaking about the main pages for you uh, in the um, bedroom time. It's like foreplay. 
and that's your core element or that's the main thing uh beside that man and the first question is like um if it's not like sex at all what do you enjoy beside the foreplay and the second question is like what do you feel if you see another girl in that way that you want to propose that girl because of if you only you see someone you have lost over that thing like i want to understand what comes to your mind or in your feelings about some same gender uh yeah i think me i'm clear i'm not sure if i'm clear okay can you please repeat the first part of the question sorry sorry the first part of the question um, okay the first part yeah yes can you just clarify on that one all right as a guy is having sex with the girls we mm-hmm. know because of we and uh, we put our penis inside mm-hmm. the vagina and stuff like that mm-hmm. so to your side the only part that you play it's only for play or mm-hmm. sometimes you use dildo for someone or to use dildo for both of you <laughs> so that you can enjoy uh, to reach all right anonymous i think we've heard the question just <laughs> okay. give the ladies an opportunity to answer <laughs> I get what he's trying to say um yeah. so um, to answer the first part yes um we we do um engage in more for play than sex because um like we said i don't have a penis to insert in her but we do use sex toys um and um how i feel pleasure is by seeing her get pleasure firstly but also we do um have clitoral stimulation for the both of us so i do actually reach orgasms if that's what you wanted to know okay so uh, <laughs> let's move on to some of the voice notes <laughs> Uh, evening, everyone, and to the listeners. Um, I am Kilabuhile, um, Bibula's little sister. Uh, I don't think she ever told me she came out because I, I, I think we, I think we both knew. For me, it was never like a shock. It was just like, oh, but I, you were always like this. Why did you change? My question was just like when 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 was why did it take her so long to come out but other than that i like me and my nephew always knew it was so it was such a natural thing as she said in primary she was tomboyish even like um mid high school as well so for me i was always comfortable with it and I knew that's who she was. Uh, can a can a lesbian be attracted to a gay? Tabuhamatsila from Colini. Hi, Patricia. How are you? Uh, I just a little bit confused. There, I heard another uh, one of your guests. Is she says I've got a son, so. My question is, how can he, can she have a son because there has got a, a, sexu- a same sexuality, those two people. So, is it possible that, uh, those lesbians to be have a, a child, both of them? That is my question. Thank you. 
All right, on that last voice note, I think um, Pumi was very clear and precise that before she was lesbian, she was in a relationship and that's how she got her son. Let's ask... Let's answer the first uh, voice note. Well, the second one. Can a lesbian be attracted to a gay? Hmm. Bumi, is it possible? <laughs> I personally have never been attracted to a gay guy, right? Okay. You're referring to a gay guy. All right. Um, yeah. But, go ahead. Yeah. But we've seen it, though. Um, there's this show um, that I love, um, The L Word. Um, it, so it happens where even on the show it happened that um, a girl who was lesbian um, got attracted to a gay guy and then she started transitioning into like a guy um, and then the guy, the actual real guy, was the girl in the relationship. You get what I'm saying? So I think I think labeling things um, tends to cause a lot of the confusion, um, but if you just go with your feelings, which is exactly what I did, is, is, um, this, I just, is this not pansexuality, a term that we learned recently on this yeah. show? So yeah. I suppose this is where it comes in. Let's uh, yeah. quickly move through. Um, someone says, Patricia, can you ask your guests if lesbians also cheat? Similar to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? They do a lot. So, so infidelity is quite high. As we close off, I've got so many voice notes and WhatsApps <laughs> and I can't get through all of them. But uh, I think there's, there's others that would be, you know, uh, of merit. Before we go through some of them, tell me, there's a story about a printer who wouldn't print your T-shirts because you're a lesbian. Bupilo, mm. tell us about the story. <laughs> sure. So we wanted to surprise me for our anniversary and um, she wanted to get um that represented our brand and obviously because we have um, we are gay um the rainbow colors were going to be um used so the printer actually asked the person who was um supplying us with the t-shirts whether these were for gay people because he does not believe in um firstly supporting uh, the community secondly supplying um products that would actually advertise or even show awareness of the community so the girl actually had to lie and say no um they are not gay and they have no gay connotation just so that we could get the t-shirts sure my god yeah, it's very hectic my and then goodness. the second time, um, the the girl actually wasn't sure. So she was just like, no, man, it's not. It's just colors. And also the name, because our brand is Lamacheri. Um, so I think the guy made that connection. Um, so the girl wasn't sure. The second time we wanted to print um, T-shirts, then she was like, oh, so is it really? Because she saw the pattern now. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, no, the guy won't do it. <laughs> My goodness, okay. Um, we need to quickly close off, but Ndogozo, a.k.a. Darky Ingwamashu says, Greetings, coming out in my case and lifetime was mere assertiveness to the denialist of who I genuinely am. An IDC and natural effeminate queer that's confident and comfortable in my skin character yes. that doesn't give two hoots what anyone says thinks feels and my goodness the envy of most persons of interest and welfare alike 
Just don't phase me at home, society, wherever, because I thrive on simply being the best version of myself. And then Tlohi, who's in Pumalanga, says, I'm also attracted to women in my workplace, but I'm not lesbian. So with that in closing, ladies, thank you so very much for joining us. <laughs> your story thank has been you quite so interesting. For us. Thank you for sharing about your sexual experiences and also your experience on coming out and how your family members have been supportive and your community. Thank you so very much, Mpumi and Buipilo. It's been quite an informative show, this one. Uh, I think very different sentiments from what we experience from uh, the gay community. Uh, the lesbian community, very, very different. And I think the questions were varying in texture. Thank you very much to our guests who opened up uh, Shade, Jiliberti, Mpumi, Mavi, and Buipilo Bukaba. Thank you so very much to everyone who sent in their voice notes and uh, their messages and also called in. It's been such a great show from me and the team of Finesse and Oba and Benzito Ricordso. May goodness and grace lead you all to the great heights of success.